Welcome to episode 157 of Telepractice Today with Kim Dutro-Allen and Dr. Todd Houston. Hey, welcome back to another episode. I wanted to share two things that have been a lifesaver as I wrap up this school year. I have had several last-minute evaluations in the, mm-hmm. in the last little while of, oh, yeah, we have this kid that we need to get evaluated before the school year's over, which means you have to have the report ready by tomorrow kinds of things. So mm-hmm. easy report pro. I will <laughs> praise it till the day I die. And <laughs> what I have found, um, I have been really used to using their kind of outlines that they have that are the basic things that we, you know, like Goldman Fristo, the self, the things that we always give all the time. And I hadn't really dove into all of the resources and outlines that they have available. So there's things like um, I use the communication matrix for a lot of my students who are non-speaking mm-hmm. um, and are not at that point yet. And it gives you great information about what they are are able to do instead of just being like, oh, they're not developmentally appropriate. Well, we already knew right. that. <laughs> right. So I love using that test. And it, they have an outline for that one. I recently did the, the clinical assessment of pragmatics, which is an awesome mm-hmm. new asse- newer assessment that uses is also great to use over telepractice because it has a video component too mm. that um, students are imagine that that we use can use videos instead of of like a 2D picture. <laughs> sure. You have kids gauge pragmatic situations. It's so much more functional. So, and they have an outline for that one in there as well. So there is a huge list of outlines for any tests that you might be um, need to give. And it just makes report writing so much faster. So that's my one lifesaver. My other one has been, and by the way, we're not sponsored by either one of these, but if they want to, we won't, we won't fight them. Yeah, if they we don't turn away money. Us. Sure. Um, but the other one has been SLP toolkit. Um, mm-hmm. I really, they have so many built in progress measures and assessments in there as well. Uh, like criterion references assessments and, progress measures that are by grade or by grade. It's kind of, they have age groups for progress measures. So if you're wondering, like, not just how my student is doing, but how their stu- my student is doing compared to other kids in their grade, and how can I, sh- I want to show progress using, making sure I'm using the same thing every time. So I'm not like, well, did they really get better or worse? Or was I using harder materials? So um, I've used those a lot to track my progress as I'm getting ready to wrap this year up. So those are my two things I can't live without now that I've tried them and used them. Well, we've, we've been very uh, impressed with both of these, you know, certainly with Michelle and easy report pro and everything that she's doing and her team, just amazing. And then I use uh, SLP toolkit all the time. You know, it's just a vast sort of online electronic warehouse, digital warehouse of all kinds of stuff. Right. So uh, it's, it is both are definitely worth a little extra money per month because it saves you time and so effort too. and frustration. Yep. Um, yep. So. And I think they both would be so helpful to to new grads and mm-hmm. graduate students too. Just that when you're trying to figure out 
you know, I, I don't know how to word this. I don't know how to find this. All of that, those hard things on top of just planning what to do with your students every day, which is the most important part. It can really help alleviate a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, on the podcast, we have uh, Samantha or Sam Torres, who's joining us to talk about VocoVision and some of the stuff that they are doing. So I'm excited to listen to what Sam has to say. So Sam, welcome to the podcast. Can you share more about your background? Yes, of course. Thank you for asking. So um, my background as a bilingual SLP, um, I've been always kind of like fascinated by the intricacies of human interactions um, and just the underlying psychology and the role of communication that it plays in shaping our daily lives and overall our well-being. So I initially embarked on this journey by pursuing my bachelor's degree in psychology and mental health from the University of Puerto Rico. And awesome. this really served, yeah, this really served as a strong foundation before I furthered my education by obtaining a master's degree in speech and language pathology from the University of Carlos Alviso. Um, so I guess that's where you can see I get the bilingual part. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and from there, I continue to just provide services to the states across the U.S. So really um, choosing speech and language pathology allowed me to really like combine the passion for communication with the opportunity to work closely with individuals who have unique needs and come from mm -hmm. diverse backgrounds. Sure. And and how did you hear about the field just in general? Because yes. you were in, you, you had this other major, and then going into speech language pathology, it's a little bit of a. I mean, there was a lot of related information, of course, uh, but a, bit, a little bit of a jump. Yeah, it is a little bit of a jump. Um, as I was cursing my studies in the bachelor's degree, that's actually when I knew about the field. So it was kind of mm -hmm. new to myself. Um, and I started to look up more information about it, and I was really moved by the discipline and how wide it could be, right? Mm -hmm. You can treat adults, uh, you can treat pediatrics, um, and just so much of, of, you know, areas that you could go ahead and expand your knowledge in. Um, and I just decided to go ahead and, and give it a try. And here I am. <laughs> and, and, and look at you now. <laughs> And so you you eventually left Puerto Rico and, and ended up in Florida, right? That's correct. Yes. Um, I currently uh, am here in Florida, um, loving the weather. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, I come from Puerto Rico, a small island uh, mm -hmm. with a very big heart, I like to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, Florida has been very nice. It's Is it getting hot and humid right now? It is. Yes. <laughs> It is. I can't say no. Um, and we're still just starting it, right? We still have like June, July. So let's yeah. see how it goes. <laughs> I have I have the hot with no humidity. <laughs> so <laughs> in southern Utah. But yeah. So what um how did you get started in telepractice once you were in the field? Yes. So I would say that as a former clinician, um, I served a charter school in California approximately three to four years before taking this role as a bilingual clinical manager at VocoVision in 2021. 
And as we all know, uh, the recent years have seen a significant increase in the adoption of teleservices. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it's worth acknowledging that, you know, many practitioners had already recognized its effectiveness and really embraced this approach prior to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not new, right? We we're seeing right. now a boom, right? Uh, and more exposure. Um, but this is something that already existed and has been very functional. Mm-hmm. So telepractice appealed to me because it really allowed um, for me to stay in the profession. Um, I, at the moment, I love providing a sense of autonomy. So I had a, a good chance to combine both. Um, it really also enabled me to just continue making a positive impact on the lives of students um, with disabilities and just really like ensuring that they receive access to the services that they need, um, regardless their location or any physical barriers that we can find. Yeah. And I do think um, when I think about bilingual th- services too, then I think that sometimes uh, we can have barriers to getting those services of finding a, someone who is uh, bilingual to provide those services. And have you seen that telepractice has a role in kind of removing some of those barriers for those more specialized needs in teletherapy or in speech therapy? Of course, of course. I think telepractice has really um, come to demonstrate, to show us all that we can be more flexible. Um, that's something that VocoVision really provides and I, I enjoy from it. Um, and of course, just, you know, getting those barriers out of the way. Um, yeah. Sometimes for parents, it was hard or it is hard to mm-hmm. attend to a meeting in person. That's just the way that it always has been. Um, and now it's like, well, can you do a Zoom, mm-hmm. right? And, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I can do that. I can log in from my house. Um, that would be that would be great. So we have more options now. That's just to give you an example, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, I would say that yes, it is really overcoming a lot of barriers and challenges. Right. And so, what what recommendations? Because we've had some bilingual SLPs on before. And they've had some some tips and strategies of how to how to really serve appropriately a child or family that had that has a different first language than English. And so, do you have some some general tips that that you find um, uh, helpful for most people? Yes, of course. Um, throughout the years, you you collect a lot of tips and um, you hear a lot of things as well. And, I, and I'm sure, Todd, that in other um, podcasts that our listeners have um, heard about a couple of tips like preparing um, your area, right? And, and mm-hmm. having maybe a translator if that is needed, um, things like that. But a, a, the tip that I would like to share is to really um, just point out the importance of having that facilitator in the school. And by facilitator, I mean that person that is in charge of getting the student right from the classroom and bringing him to the station or the area that we have prepared to provide the virtual service. Um, In in VocaVision, we have a lot of providers that are bilingual, like myself, um, or we have facilitators that are bilingual. Uh, 
So that really helps, you know, in, in terms of the language um, and just preparing in advance. So my, I guess my tip is to really have that communication with the facilitator yeah. and really recognize how important they are. I like to say that they're like our hands and our eyes outside of the screen mm -hmm. um, and really just provide and ensure clear communication. Like, what do you expect from that facilitator? And what does the facilitator expect from you as the service provider, right? Or the clinician, um, just laying out those expectations earlier, just to really ensure that everything runs smoothly, um, setting up regular meetings with that facilitator, maybe even ahead of time before you get the student, mm -hmm. um, just to clarify, hey, this is what we're going to do today. Uh, mm -hmm. I might need some help with this since you are on site. Um, and having that clear communication, especially if there are two languages involved. Yeah, those are great tips. I definitely, um, a lot of my telepractice experience has been with either other upper elementary or high school, middle school and high school. And this year I was in a placement that was going all the way down to pre-K three-year-olds. And that's a Especially when I felt the need for that facilitator and how yes. how helpful they can be in a session, uh, you know, like and and setting those expectations. I have one that it was like, OK, we have a new student coming in. There's no way he's going to attend to me on the screen. I need you to have this toy, this toy and this toy. And I'm going to guide you through how to use them with this student and just setting up those expectations so they know what to to um, plan on and that it might be different from what other kids look like. Exactly, exactly. Sometimes you even have a fire drill in the middle of a session, <laughs> right? right? And, and you're not there. Way too so. many times. <laughs> so having that facilitator is just very important, you know, yeah. to grab the student and get them where they need to be um, and just communicating with you, like what is happening, yeah. right, on yeah. the other end. And I really, I think that they, because they're there, they get the culture of the school and they can share some of that with you too. That's kind of that, I don't know, those intangible things that you can't, that are hard to know until you're in the middle of it, until you're there. Um, another thing I've noticed is just there because they're at the school every day and I'm not, that kids a lot of times will form a really good relationship with them. We switched ours halfway through the year. And I can't even like put my finger on exactly that what the new facilitator was doing anything different, but it was just the, I love the phrase. Um, what is it? Uh, now I just forgot it. The, um, connection builds collaboration or connection mm -hmm. builds, um, Oh my goodness. Cut this part out, Todd. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> um, let's see. It's connection. I'm the old. I'm the old Gosh, guy. I'm the one. Who, I'm the old one who who forgets things. I know it was right You're on the, young the tip one. of my tongue. It was right on the tip of my tongue. Okay, we're starting over. Um, let's see. Oh my gosh, I can't think of the word. <laughs> anyway, Maybe it's the other way around. Like connection yes. builds good collaboration. Coll collaboration no, it's, builds it's, good connection. It's, an, it's another word for behaving well that starts with a C. <laughs> Help me with my word finding speech. There. Well, it'll come. I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> Connection builds. Okay, I got it. I got it. Connection builds compliance. 
Compliance. Okay. Mm. Okay. Good. So with this new, um, with a bringing on another facilitator halfway through the school year, I really realized that a lot of times it's that, that phrase that the connection builds compliance, that it comes before compliance. And just a lot of my kids, cause they didn't know the other person in the room, their behaviors tanked. So I, that's, a, was just another, um, thing for me that showed that we really need to have that uh, that facilitator in the room and how helpful they can be. Yes. Yes, definitely. I agree. And do you guys uh, have a like a curriculum or a training program for facilitators at VocoVision? That is a great question. So um, in VocoVision, we, we, we do a lot of things. And, and I would like to share that we sure. connect really schools um, and school districts with some ho- highly qualified, you know, speech and language pathologists, but we also have occupational therapists, we have um, school psychologists, and just other special education professionals um, in any part of the country um, who are willing or going to provide this, the services for the students. Um, when schools partner with us, they actually are like expanding the opportunity for students to access the country's premier telepractitioners and teleprofessionals. So regardless of their location, the language, um, educational setting, or any unique needs, like we were talking earlier, right? Just getting those barriers out of the way. Um, and then our providers regularly meet with parents, uh, mm-hmm. with the teachers, um, administrators, using our synchronized platform um, just to keep them really updated with students, um, their progress, how are they doing, um, the treatment plans. So as you can see, there's constant communication. That mm. really is a key. Um, and something that really like difference um, of working with VocaVision is that the schools are not assigned like multiple telepractitioners or virtual teachers to work with a particular student. Um, so you have that service provider that stays with you. And then we provide like a dedicated teleprofessional who will work with a student on a one-on-one or maybe in a small group um, throughout the entire assignment just to really ensure that the IEP goals are being met, um, that they're measurable, that it's attainable, that everything is in a timely manner. Um so we we do have then the facilitators, right, that are at the other end of the school um, mm-hmm. engaging and communicating with the telepractitioner. And the telepractitioner just takes, you know, a small amount of time to um, see the caseload, share it out with the facilitator, and just set out what are the expectations. And how many states are is VocaVision in? Now, are you guys national? Yes, we are. Okay. It's nationwide. Yes. Nationwide. So, uh, yes, we, it doesn't uh, matter, right? The location or where you are, um, we can connect you yeah, yeah, with the school district. Are you guys seeing any areas, um, states and things that have specific, like higher needs or specific needs? Right. Well, really right now, um, we are seeing um, some short staffs. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a lot of districts and a lot of states, um, I, I wouldn't mention just only one. I think this is uh, something that we are all facing. Um, so when we talk about benefits, I, I would definitely say that that's one of them. Right. Just really like overcoming 
the staffing shortage, mm-hmm. overcoming geographical barriers, um, just ongoing clinical and technical trainings. That's something that we also provide in Vocavision. Um, fostering that collaboration, you know, preventing the educators burnout uh, because it, we are very flexible. Um, sometimes you, you, you know, you set out your hours, um, and you feel comfortable with that. So, you know, it, it really eased that part a little bit. Um, yeah. and then the schedule, the scheduling is, is flexible. So, yeah. And is it, um, independent, uh, contractors? Is that how, what most of your SLPs are? Right. That is correct. Um, we call them a 1099, okay. um, which comes with mm-hmm. some other benefits as well, yeah. you know, because you're the owner, right, of your own yeah. business um, and the benefits that that brings to the table. Um, so, yeah, 1099 private contractors. Great. And you guys have your own platform that you've developed. Talk to us about how, how that maybe is a little different than maybe some other companies that are out there. Right. So we do have a platform um, and we provide lots of resources that are available to our clinicians. We call that the toolkit. Um, And in there, for example, we offer a very dynamic um, range of materials. Um, These include like PDF. um, You can do screen sharing, um, interactive annotation features. Um, you have like unlimited possibilities for using materials, such as maybe like incorporating songs, uh, just engaging in collaborative activities on the same screen. Because you really want to make sure that the student is engaging with you, right? For mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's say a 30 minute session, right? Yeah. Um, so, right. so really just having their attention and really participating um, is going to be key. So those materials are very important. Um I would say also effective combination of the digital resources, but also interactive elements on on the student side to really just enhance engagement and learning. So that's where the facilitator also plays a big role. Um, Having manipulates available on their end, something that they can touch, work with. um, And then on the screen, maybe you have something very similar right? Mm-hmm. Um, to just go on with the session. And then students have direct access to annotate materials, um, but they also are unable to go ahead and access external web pages because you want to make sure that what you are sharing um, is what you want the student to participate with, right? Not maybe clicking on other tabs. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Very important. Um, so that's something that we also provide and, and you can go ahead and and have that in the settings. Um, and then VocaStation is just like a fully prepared with all the necessary materials um, that contribute to a seamless session experience. So it runs very smoothly. Um, again, you're not, the clinicians don't have, right, to use only those materials. Um, they can bring on their own bag of tricks, their own bag of materials, but it is something that we provide them as a support. So Sam, you have two people here that want to work for you, but we have other offers. So what makes Voca Vision <laughs> stand out and why, why should we choose to work with you? 
Yeah. Well, in vocal vision, I would say something that is really different and I haven't seen is the opportunity to have the ongoing team with you. And by that, I mean that the starting with the recruiter, the recruiter is the person that starts with you and also is with you throughout the entire assignment. So if there are any questions come up regarding your contract or regarding the school district, that recruiter is the person that is going to be there with you. And then you also have the clinical team, um, and that's where I'm part of. And in the clinical team, what we do is really also train that clinician in terms of the platform that we have, how they can access all the materials, um, the assessments that have been normalized to use in the virtual world, um, and also the technical part. Um, We have what we call the technical recap. And in that, what we do is really ensure that the Zoom is working well, that you have access to it, that you know how to share your screen, you know, that kind of tech stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we also have, through the clinical team, what we call consultations for that clinician. So let's say that the clinician in the school um, has a speechy question, if it was related to uh, speech and language pathology, but we are across discipline. So maybe it's another question regarding occupational therapy. Um, And you would like to speak or to consult something with a person in your same discipline. Um, That's something that we provide. So we have those consultations. Those clinicians can go ahead and schedule one. Um, And a member of the clinical team would go ahead and guide them through or just have like that small consult with them Mm -hmm. so that they feel that they are supported and they can go and continue with their assignment in the schools. That sounds awesome. I I feel like um, sometimes that's the thing that keeps the most people from jumping into telepractice is feeling alone in it, like not being able to collaborate with other people, not getting help when they need it just feeling isolated in it. And it sounds like your company has um, found a lot of good ways around that and to to mediate that feeling that people have. Yes, yes, I believe so. Um, and before I started my role as a clinical manager, I did provide services for vocal vision in two different states. So um, I've, I've worked with it. I've seen it. Um, I, I really know that It's there, um, how we use it, how functional it is. Um, So, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Well, Sam, how can people reach out and learn more about VocoVision or maybe reach out to you to ask some questions? Of course, yeah. So um, you can find more information about the the platform or uh, the company just in the website, VocoVision.com. Um, you can also see the job postings in there. Um, you can see what disciplines we're working with, um, psychology, um, SLPs, occupational therapists, teachers, um, all of that stuff. You can find it in there. Um, you'll also see some basic information about the toolkit um, and members of the clinical team. Um, you can also find them in that same web page. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us and and good luck with everything. Thank you. It's been an honor. Thank you for having me here. Well, that was Sam Torres from VocoVision. Really appreciate her being here on the podcast and sharing more about 
Vocovision and everything that they're doing. And so I wish her continued success and uh, go check out Vocovision and see if there's some opportunities there that might fit what you want to do. Who knows? And with that, thank you for joining us on this episode. Please, please, please leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with all of your colleagues and others who might find it helpful or interesting or just fun to listen to. So we do appreciate when you do those things, when you leave us those reviews and when you share the podcast, because we do want to reach as many people as we can. And until next week, be safe and be kind. This has been a production of the 3C Digital Media Network. 